I want to talk to you about meats and how best to source them. It can be so confusing when you go to the grocery store and are trying to select the healthiest, most nutrient-dense form of meat. After all, there's so much marketing put into it that we oftentimes are confused if something has a higher fat content, does that mean it's bad? Should we avoid it? I just want to help enlighten you on a few things today. So first of all, when we look at studies that have been done on meats, let's take for instance red meats. Ground beef and red meat in general has been villainized because it has a higher saturated fat content than other meats. So in years past, when the fat agenda was really pushed down on us from the FDA, we were told that foods high in saturated fats are going to make us fat and clog our arteries. Unfortunately, the fallacy in this study was that they grouped together all types of red meat. So it didn't matter how the animal was raised, they just grouped it all together and said, red meats are higher in saturated fats and are going to clog your arteries. But what we actually know now from a result of better studies being done that really take a look at conventional raised meat versus um, meat that's raised the way that it's supposed to, the way that it was designed to for a healthy animal, is that when the animal itself was healthy, we actually don't have as much of that um, harmful saturated fat. So saturated fat is not all created equal. The reason for this is if it is from a healthy source, it's going to be able to nourish our body and our cells. If, however, the animal was not treated well throughout its life, then we're going to see issues with the end results, the meat that ends up on our plate. So let's talk for a minute about how beef is raised in that conventional setting, as I mentioned before. So conventional beef is oftentimes raised in confinement in a very large barn um, with a feedlot type organization. So oftentimes the cows are just really stuck inside their barn. They're not able to move around. Um, and if they are, it's not very much. And they're largely fed a lot of corn and soy feed. Um, so cows have rumens, which means they have four stomachs. And the way that their rumens function best is when they're eating grasses found out in pasture. So that's why when we see labels that say 100% grass-fed, that's really the ideal. That means that that animal was um, much healthier, lived a healthier lifestyle than what it would otherwise be if it was raised in a confinement feed operation. Now, also with that being said, I really want to encourage you to find local meats as opposed to getting them from the grocery store. It's really the best way that we can ensure that that animal was grass-fed its entire life long. As opposed to the meats found in the grocery store, even if it is labeled 100% grass-fed, the regulations around it aren't quite as stringent. So it may be able to slap that label on there when in fact it was given corn at the very end of its life. Um, so what I recommend is I'm going to put some resources in the show notes for some different ways you can find some um, really well-sourced meats in your local area, but I want you to really do your own research on this. So really we're looking for things like the animals were grass-fed its entire life long. Ideally, calves would have been nursed um, or given raw milk from their mom when they were calves. So whether that's a bottle or um, they are actually able to drink from the cow, either way is great. And then really out eating grasses, a wide variety of grasses year round, hay in the winter is um, just that, that preserved grass that's dried for the winter feeding. Now let's talk a minute about pigs. 
So with pigs, we actually want them, they are omnivores, so we want them to be out on the pasture. Um, oftentimes we'll see words with pigs that say um, pasture-raised, um, but they can eat meat and vegetables. Um, pigs actually have a different flavor profile with the foods that they eat. So if a pig was at a um, dairy operation and it was given a lot of excess whey from cheese making or something like that, it can have a really tender, juicy flavor to the pork. Um, also, pigs that are raised in more of a forest environment, pigs love to forage all those meat, nuts, and fruits that fall off the trees, and they also like to dig in the earth for grubs. So with pork, we really want them to be something that was raised out on pasture, and it's an omnivore diet. I also want to say with pork, if you've never gotten pork from a operation that feeds their pigs this way, um, the meat initially may have more texture to it than you're used to. It will definitely have more flavor, and it does look more like a red meat. So um, going back to what I was saying about when um, fats were villainized in our culture, Pork was also something that was really grouped in with that. And so the pig farmers lobbied together and decided to rebrand pork as the other white meat. Now, when pigs are raised in a conventional feedlot type setup, again, they're all packed inside, um, generally really close together, and they're, fe they're fed a lot of corn and um, soy feed which is actually a little better received for pigs than it is for cows. However, it's not giving them the diversity of nutrients that they would get if they were out ranging in a pasture. So um, this is where we really get that flavor profile that comes into the meat when the pigs are raised out in nature. Um, lastly, we have poultry. So any of your poultry, your chicken, your ducks, your turkeys, um, Poultry is oftentimes, again, in the confinement feed operation. The reason it's called that is because they're inside a great big barn or warehouse packed together and just eating the feed that they're supplied with. So we really want our poultry to be free ranging. And what I mean by that is we want them to be able to walk around outside and they love to eat bugs and grubs. They are omnivores too. Um, chickens oftentimes will eat pretty much anything they can get their hands on. They're not picky. So really having them, um, sometimes you'll see farms that just let chickens go wherever they want. Um, and then other times you'll see these big rectangular chicken tractors that are short and close to the ground. And then the farmer can move it as it needs to be every couple days or a couple times a week, depending on how big of an area the chickens are allowed to forage in. So with our chicken, um, again, texture does tend to be a big difference. So if you've never got chickens before from a farmer, the meat tends to be a little bit tougher and sometimes a little bit drier. Not so much so that you're going to think it's more like a turkey, um, but enough where you might notice a difference there. So that difference is that it actually has muscles it's been using in its life. I find that oftentimes when we start buying chicken from a farmer that we actually grow to see how slimy and not really um, held together the chicken breasts are that we get at the grocery store. Some grocery stores are better than others, uh, but you will start to notice a difference with that too. 
So again, things you want to ask your farmer when they are um, raising chickens for you is if you have a soy or a corn issue or intolerance, ask the farmer what kind of feed that they're giving the chickens. Although chickens are best to be free ranged, we oftentimes do still need to supplement with feed. And part of their issue is because with chickens, they have adjusted so much to this confinement domesticated environment that they generally can't live their whole life without any feed at all. So ask about what type of feed. Oftentimes they'll say things like, um, you may have feed that's non-GMO, but perhaps they can't certify that it's not organic. Um, a lot of times what's going on there is a farmer actually, in order to raise their fields and say that they're certified organic, has to go through this seven year period where they have to prove that they're not spraying or using anything that would go against the organic um, certifications. So in that seven year period of time, they can sell their grains as non-GMO, but they can't sell it as organic. And that means that the meat that is eating, the animals that is eating this feed cannot be sold as organic meat, which means that us, the consumer, get to benefit from that by not paying organic prices, but still reaping a lot of the benefits as if that animal was fed organic grains. Lastly, circling back to what I mentioned before about fats. So when I talked about fats before, um, I want you to think about how fat storage in an animal is really where our toxins get stored. So when we look at what our liver is doing, it's oftentimes trying to filter things out of our body. However, when we're constantly inundated with toxins, our fat storage goes to our adipose tissue or our fat tissue. So it gets stored there. All of these delicious cuts of meat are really going to have that concentrated toxin storage in the fats of those delicious meats. So the best meats that we can buy is really going to be beneficial for our overall health. It's important that what you eat was healthy so that it can give you the nutrient density that your body needs to be healthy.